As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. And welcome back to Beyond the Void. For a podcast. Welcome back, guys. You know what today is? Oh, it's not just episode 293. It is our six-year anniversary. Yay. For the podcast, literally on this day, too. Like, today is the 8th. Or well, the the move the the show's releasing on the eighth. I think that was the day that we put it out. Was it August eighth? Oh, because like if you look at our Twitter, we had it up and running on the fourth, and then the eighth was the day the first that it episode. was the first episode. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, guys. So this week <laughs> we're not even doing horror because you know that's how <laughs> that's how thoughtful I was about the whole situation. <laughs> kind of horror i mean it's fun it doesn't matter it's the podcast we we've morphed we've changed we've changed people there's you know there's people that have been listening to us since the very beginning there's people that have you know caught somewhere in the middle you know they've been with us for a long while so you guys fucking are the shit i would not continue to do this every year if it was not for you please do me a favor and share this episode with someone then it doesn't matter who anywhere these guys are the best and if you haven't listened to them then you're a bad person and and then shake some money out of your grandmother's purse and go post it everywhere. You know, like wherever you need to post it. Yeah, it's simple as that. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, six years and we're going to be talking about two movies that are like cheesy action flicks. One, one of them was a gift from Slade, who is from a podcast that he kind of does occasionally, uh, hasn't for a while now, called SOBs Who Love SOV. Uh, at least I haven't been following up and maybe that's just me being so busy i'm not thinking but yeah he sent this out to me and as a gift to me uh for my birthday and he sent out like electric boogaloo the first one because i didn't have the first one and a bunch of other stuff that i did in her haul video which you can find on youtube by the way so we decided that we we're gonna watch it because i when people give me gifts i want to fucking you know review them and be a part of it and and these are pretty you know action gore films Mm-hmm. So violent. They, yeah, they're violent. They're bloody. They're they're just perfect for the crowd that listens to this podcast anyway. So right. I think you really will like them. We're going to be watching Deadbeat at Dawn, which is from 1988 and Lethal Force from 2001. Right. Lethal Force is the one that that Slade got me. It is a spoof action flick. 
um, based on movies that you probably won't know, <laughs> which is the, the weirdest thing, I think. Uh, but I'll go more into that later when we get into the uh, spoiler section on that one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they were a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, we I think we both had a good time watching them. I, I think so, too. Yeah. So it was it's, you know, it's definitely not horror, but I think you should give them a chance, guys. Like, honestly, uh, do it. If not for me, do it for the six year anniversary. OK, because that's what matters. We've had a lot of guests, had a lot of listeners, had a lot, a lot of, of support. Yeah. A lot of episodes. We used to do two episodes a week. So we have more than 293 episodes, technically. Like, Crazy. We did it for like months, like three or four months, I think. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it? Yeah, long time. It was a while because I know that we have like quite a few lists on mm-hmm. on the uh, on the web page for the horror for, for uh, grave plots or whatever that we mm-hmm. used to do. So. Whew, I'm so glad we don't do that anymore. I was going crazy doing that. Mm-hmm. That was draining. That was too much. Like, it's hard for me to do this and all the videos on YouTube right now. Right. Which, by the way, holy shit, this week, we saw some pretty good fucking movies, I think. We did. We saw that new Shutter movie. Yeah, we saw the Shutter movie called What Josiah Saw, which was, I really enjoyed it. You can watch the review video of that. And then one that was really surprising as well. Like, I thought I liked what Josiah saw, but then I watched Prey, which is the new Predator prequel, and holy shit, we both really liked it, yeah, right? Yeah, I did. I did like it, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, some people that didn't like it, but it seems like 80, 90% of the people that have watched it- Pretty good. Absolutely love it. I'm, d- I'm dying to get done with this, because we need to watch Sandman. Oh, yeah. We're going to try to watch that today, or no, tomorrow, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to stream right after this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always busy, always doing something, right? right? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, guys, like, uh, the, if you haven't seen those movies, you might want to check out the videos on YouTube, and I'm not just saying that. I just want to talk about it, because, man, holy shit, Prey really surprised me. What Josiah saw surprised me as well. It's very different. It's very unique. It's not exactly like your regular horror film. And Prey is not like, you know, anything that I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't, I was like, a Hulu original, really? Like, this must be terrible if they had to go over there. Although, I will say, Hulu's done a pretty good job with horror, actually. Yeah, they really have. They're, aside from Shudder, like, I would say that Hulu has done more than Amazon, almost. More than Netflix. Yeah, more than, like, they're the ones that are doing, like, it seems like Netflix does all this, like, supernatural sometimes, they'll do supernatural stuff sometimes. Right. And then they'll do, like, you know, Stranger Things, which is kind of like science fiction. Yeah, that's sci-fi. They do a lot of sci-fi. Amazon, you know, they kind of do a lot of dramas, and they're now doing the, like, superhero thing. They get a couple of superhero shows and stuff. I think they even started with, like, Tick. Right. Which was like one of their first shows. So, um, but yeah, like, I don't know. Hulu's actually, they've got a couple of movies this year on my top list so far. Mm-hmm. So I guess I shouldn't be making fun of them. Nope. Yeah. So Hulu, shout out. Okay. <laughs> I mean, is Prey really a horror movie though? I mean, no. It's kind <laughs> of. It's definitely appealing well, to always, ours. Those kind of sci fi movies always fall into that. Right. Well, you Aliens, know, I would say Alien is definitely more a horror movie, but Aliens is more of an action sci-fi film. Right, but yeah. But uh, I'm keeping it. It's part of horror to me, you know what oh. I mean? Like animals, like creatures, tearing people apart is fucking terrifying to kids. Right. The Thing is technically a sci-fi movie. Right. 
Uh, it's still horror to me. Right. Not going to let that one go either. I'll fucking kill somebody over it. <laughs> and I'll do it for my fucking six-year anniversary on the podcast, you pieces of shit. <laughs> but seriously, guys, thank you so much for helping us out and supporting us over the years. You know, whether it's donating to the podcast with movies like our buddy Slade did for the movie Lethal Force, which thank you, Slade, for donating it. Thank you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We've had fun watching these movies this week, and and I cannot wait to see more this year. God, it's been Uh, a good year so far, even for old and new. Right, a bunch of movies came out this week, too, that we need to catch up on. Oh, my God. I'm I'm still behind. I haven't seen They, Them, although that's getting slammed in the fucking reviews, of course. (laughs) I mean, that's just a movie that they're going to slam anyway, even if it's the most amazing film that's ever been made. At least in this climate anyway, right? Right. <laughs> so, but uh, I've heard that one's good. I didn't get to see Black Phone yet, so maybe we'll do that. Oh, yeah. We should probably do that on the podcast. Maybe we'll do that in the... I think we have it scheduled for the podcast. Do we? I think we do, yeah. You might be right. <laughs> We've been scheduling our shit out a little bit so I can do the uh, uh, artificial intelligence artwork for the covers. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but what I've been doing for the podcast is for the past couple of weeks is I'll take the names of each of the movies, plug it into the art AI to come up with whatever it thinks about those two movies combined. And so we've come up with some pretty cool, wicked-looking shit. It's like this this thing I use called Midjourney that is like a subscription-based model, and uh, it doesn't involve squeaky toys under the table <laughs> uh, like Murray's doing right now, but it does include a lot of uh, cool artwork that this like AI comes up with. It's fucking wild shit, guys. But anyway, I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots! All right, so I'm going to drink like seven of these for our fucking anniversary since I'm like... Alone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing I'm shots. dying and alone. I'm not doing shots because I have... I'm not doing sugar She's on right a specific now. diet. She can't have I specific gotta things. I got to lower my inflammation. My liver is dying, okay? I'm then you just, shouldn't be doing it. Well, hey, I do it for them, Christina. That's the sacrifices I make for this show. I hope it was worth it. It is. <laughs> See how she's not willing to go the distance for you guys? You know who's your papa. Nope. You know who your papa is, right? I'm the guy that'll treat you like shit. You'll go find another father and then come <laughs> back and hold my dead hand and say goodbye, papa. <laughs> anyway, uh, so this week we're going to do a shot based on the movie Deadbeat at Dawn. There's a specific character who's a uh, little bananas. He, a lot of bananas, actually. He, uh, he thinks that people's organs are snakes. And that is Bone Crusher. So this week we're doing a shot called a Bone Crusher. A Bone Crusher. Yeah. So shout out to Bone Crusher. Apparently he was a very, very, very sweet individual as a person, a human being, like an angel. Okay. <laughs> In the extras, they were talking about how oh. nice he was. But on screen, he was just insane. Uh-huh. And yeah. He was pretty insane in the movie. There's a scene that we'll talk about later that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Bone Crusher is a little bananas. So, of course, we got 99 bananas in there. What are you, crazy? So, one shot, one half a shot of 99 bananas. We also have peach and mango because it, it just tastes fruity. good together. It's just fruity. Yeah, he's fruity. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Anyway, no, we put peach, mango, 
vodka in there just to get make for flavor taste and then just a splash of grenadine so it's a little fruity of a drink mm-hmm. but uh i think bone crusher would approve he probably is like the wild card that would like something like that secretly mm-hmm. then he wouldn't tell the gang he'd be like this is really good right well let's go kill some people <laughs> okay so two bone crushers try it how is it oh that's not a nice look on your face <gasps> oh oh can you breathe oh god do you need the bucket i needed water that is really strong i think i put too much 99 bananas <laughs> it's like 99 proof ew glad i didn't do it mm. making my bones ache here oh oh it's crushing my bones <sighs> guess it really is a bone I, I, I don't know if i just taste i mean it, it does yeah it was just it, it was good i mean but it, it was tasted good i didn't really taste it very long oh it was just strong it was extremely strong did it burn yes ouch <laughs> and i'm crying you'll get over it <laughs> suck it up buttercup <laughs> Uh, but anyways, if you would like to try a wonderful bone crusher, all you got to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots section. Now, that's it for horror shots. All right, guys. Now we're going to jump into our flesh and potatoes of our anniversary six uh, year anniversary episode <laughs> of action films, <laughs> the variety of which are Deadbeat at Dawn from 1988 and Lethal Force from 2001. We're going to go ahead and do that right, right. now. Christina did the work on the first one here. Which is Deadbeat at Dawn. Booyah. One last job separates the leader of the Ravens gang from an early retirement. (laughs) When he finds his girlfriend beaten to death by members of a rival gang, he seeks revenge, knowing that he may be dead by By dawn. dawn. (laughs) Will more blood bring her back? No. Logically, no. Yeah. This isn't a horror movie. (laughs) Tagline. He quit the gangs. They killed his girl. He became... Deadbeat at dawn. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This was written and directed by Jim Van Bieber. Beber. Beber. I I would want to say Bieber, but it definitely looks Uh, like it's Beber. Beber. Okay. Uh, He did the Manson family from 1997. Right. Big one. My Sweet Satan from 1994. Uh Uh-huh. He also directed videos for Pantera and Skinny Puppy. And Superjoint. And Super Joy. I don't know who Super Joy is. Yeah, it's another band. And uh, uh, Jim Van Bieber. Bieber. Bieber also plays Goose in this movie. Yeah. So he's in, he's the he's like the main actor. Well, yeah, it's a it's a low budget film made by a guy who basically quit school to make it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, movie also stars Paul Harper, who plays Danny. This is his only role. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have Megan Murphy, who plays Christy, the girlfriend. She was in a movie called Hair from 1979. Oh, wow. The, the the musical. Right. And then she was in The Wright Brothers from 1997 and Shredder o- Orpheus from uh, 1990. Wait, Shredder Orpheus? Oh. Yeah. Did you say Opus? Oh, I might have said Opus. Sorry, <laughs> okay. dyslexia. 
And we have Rick Walker, who plays Keith. Uh, he has been in episodes of Chicago PD and APB. Okay. We also have Mark Putman, who plays Bone Crusher. Mm-hmm. He has acted in The Manson Family, uh, True Nature from t- uh, 2010, and he is an editor as well. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And of course, this is a low budget movie, so I don't really have any numbers. Mm-hmm. But Alex, what did you think about Deadbeat at Dawn? Complete garbage. Just total trash. Uh, no redeeming value whatsoever. Burn the house down. Like, I'm, right. I'm, I hate my life for what? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> People are like, fuck this guy. I don't like him. <laughs> no, I actually really enjoyed this uh, this one quite a bit. I knew I was gonna like it a little bit because I knew it was like like a gritty kind of independent kind of film that was made like you know in some weird circumstances and things. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's very competently made for a movie that is of that value, though. You know what I mean? Like it's actually got some pretty good ideas in it. It is definitely rough around the edges, and it has like that sort of seventies film appeal to it where they did a lot of like street gang sort of uh i don't know how to explain it there was like some biker movies and they had a lot of like this crime kind of videos and movies and shit like the videos crime films and stuff like that but uh the acting isn't all that you know it's not like exactly good acting so it's got that kind of quality of like a really low budget independent feature or like sov in some spots but you know, it's very homemade, so you have to give it a little bit of credit. And it looks good. Like, it actually looks pretty good. Even if there is some, like, sort of amateurish things in it, there is a quality about it that kind of reminds me of the movie Death Wish. You know what I mean? Like, it just has that sort of rough street appeal to it that is not afraid of gore or blood, which is, I think, a good combination when it comes to doing horror, or not just horror, but fucking action films. Mm-hmm. Those are the kind I like a lot, actually. So I admire I admire it for that. It's got those Death Wish vibes all over it. So he, it's just not well acted. So, <laughs> uh, But he really does lean on the dirty aspect of this film, and he tries to show you the underbelly of the crime and gangs through the lens of, you know, other better action films that, in my personal opinion, may be less gruesome in some ways, you know? Like, this movie has a pretty decent amount of effort and gore put into it. It's not perfect in any way, but the grittiness, like I said, it really kind of just has this nice, weird, quirky thing going for it, and it, and it really kind of... You can see the creativity come to life on the screen with this one. And watching it come together and how they made this on beer and pot is crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Like, they made it work. Totally. Plus, some of the characters are a little too over the top, you know, which just piles on the action fun. The story is pretty straightforward about a guy falling in love with a girl and leaving his gang only to be pulled back in when they kill her to seek revenge for her death and you know it's not particularly original for its time but it works as a driving force for the mayhem and that's all i really care about Mm -hmm. it did end a little abruptly at the end i wasn't expecting that finale but it's a pretty decent film overall that i have heard a lot of people say some good things about not like overwhelming glowing things but he did something that a lot of directors have never done or a lot of people in general just have never even tried Mm-hmm. So say what you will, he made a fucking feature film that's actually worth a damn. And I'd give it a probably about a seven out of ten. Oh, wow. I would. Yeah, I'd watch this for sure again. I just the only thing I could say that was negative about it is that I wish there would have been more incidents and things as they were going through. But, mm-hmm. you know, he obviously understood that 
you needed to kind of build the characters and his love interest up a little bit in the beginning and like his uh, sort of family dynamic that he had and like he added all these different elements to show just how downtrodden this guy's life was and mm-hmm. you know losing her was really the worst thing ever so right. it's it's there's some like things in it that are like really unique some of the acting spots are good like there's some pretty crazy roles there i wouldn't say you know award-winning but for an independent film you kind of seek these kind of things out mm-hmm. you know you look for people that can go the extra distance and there's a couple of people in this movie that do crazy pretty well mm-hmm. so or at least entertaining so <laughs> but what about you what did you think well i thought it was a little out of control okay but it was it was a fantastic amateur film yeah like i enjoyed it i usually don't like uh you know films like this. it looks good too right like right it's a pure white trash fun film yeah it's like pure white trash like you think <laughs> the bottom well, of it's the funny barrel, that you say that he actually people. did a, a short film called white trash oh really yeah oh that's funny <laughs> yeah that's really funny the fights were like really brutal um, yeah. As the story went along, too, it was there weren't the, like these dra- these dragged out spots. Sure. Like it was, is I liked it. Um, I was debating whether I liked that love story with the girlfriend, but it's such like a pivotal reason for the movie. Like, right? But, I see you mean. know, I just don't, I don't like that. And then every single guy in this movie like was grabbing a girl. You know what I mean? Well, there was one guy in particular named Danny who's kind of a yeah, but the other guy Goose did too. Goose grabbed on and hit his girl. Well, that's, you and know. No, the, you it's know, totally appropriate. Every single man, <laughs> shut up, every single man was like hitting on girls, which that's, I thought sucked. It was the 80s, you know? It was stupid. It was stupid. Yeah. It's yeah, just, so I didn't like that. And, you know, it was okay, though. I'm not though. saying it's okay. I'm just saying I that, enjoyed watching, I mean, I enjoyed watching the fights and stuff, so I gave it a 5 out of 10. Okay, so it's not that great for you. No, I mean, it was okay. I wouldn't watch it again. I would, yeah, I would definitely watch it again. It kind of made me want to watch like Death Wish, all the death, like the first three at least, mm-hmm. <laughs> because they they got a little more bigger as they went along. But like that gritty sort of action sort of stuff, I like. Like even with um, Clint Eastwood, like with action films, like I prefer A Fistful of Dollars over the big one, which everybody talks about: the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh. Which is everybody. But the reason I think a lot of people say that is because of the soundtrack. Oh. Like, I feel like the soundtrack is just so good. Oh. In, in that movie in particular. <laughs> Fucking Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just like, uh, it kind of reminds me of like um, Italian horror. This movie reminds me of like Italians doing like action or horror or, you know what I mean? Like they just. It's just got this vibe about it that is raw and dirty and messed up mm-hmm. that I don't know. It just has that street city street vibe about it that I kind of like, even if it is like a ridiculousness a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that guy is definitely not a suburbanite. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, he's not somebody that grew up in the suburbs. You know right. what I mean? City that, all the way. Right. He wanted realism before it was popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe it was popular back then, but I'm just saying I, I really like that realism in it. So mm-hmm. we get it a six between the two of us out of ten. Yay! So we do have a little bit of <laughs> trivia, not a whole lot. But if you don't want anything spoiled, you can go to the next movie, which is Lethal Force. Uh, you can, by the way, watch Deadbeat at Dawn right now on Tubi. 
So if you want to watch it there, you can. It's free with advertisements, so unfortunately. But if you want to rent it, you can get it for two bucks on Amazon Prime to rent or on YouTube or probably a myriad of other different places. But it's free on Tubi if you want to check it out fully uncut. But if you don't want anything spoiled about this movie, you can go down to the timestamps down below, go to the next movie, Lethal Force, and then go check the end of the podcast at that to see what we're going to be talking about next week. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. This film was shot in Dayton, Ohio, and this is the first film to have ever been shot, supposedly. In Ohio? Yeah, in Dayton, oh, Ohio. That's weird. Supposedly. That's what the, the, the documentary was saying. So, <laughs> And this, actually, the movie was going to be called Asmodeus. So Asmodeus, or Asmedel, Ashmedel, is a prince of demons, or in Judo-Islamic lore, the king their king it's asmodeus is mostly known from the deuteronomy deuterocanonical book of tobit in which he is the primary antagonist or the ars gosha in peter binsfield's classification of demons asmodeus represents lust so i don't know if that's what he meant by it but that's what asmodeus means technically okay so maybe they changed it apparently there were some people that didn't want to act in the movie because of the name so they thought that they didn't, and then they ended up changing it to Deadbeat at Dawn. Oh. So it was shot over four whole years. Wow. Yeah. And the way that they did it, too, is that Jim Beber, Jim Van Beber, actually dropped out of college, used all the money that he had for his college after his third year to go buy a bunch of film. Oh. And decided to make this movie, and he still made it happen. Oh, that's good for him. Yeah. He kind of looks the same in all the, you know, for four years. Yeah, he does. Although, you know, I think uh, Bone Crusher, I got a little confused with between. Yeah, because he had like a dark beard and yeah. then it was like a light beard. I was getting a little confused as who's a who. So maybe, you know, it was just a time thing, you know. It must have been. Skipping around or whatever. But that's funny. They uh, also, like I mentioned, they were getting drunk and high as fuck. I was watching this sort of video shoot that they were doing of um, like behind the scenes of them making the movie and like his style of direction was like kind of like making it up on the spot mm-hmm. like he was like knew what he wanted how he wanted it and stuff like that he had an assistant director that would shoot you know for him but he would tell him where the shots are and stuff mm-hmm. and then he would do all the action and the stunts himself but they were getting high literally passing a joint around on the fucking video uh-huh. and he's like and one of the guys was all like yeah this is exactly how you do professional fucking filmmaking folks <laughs> and they laugh and then drink some more beer and they're doing stunts with swords and yeah yeah not exactly the smartest idea i wouldn't highly that. recommend that to anybody i wouldn't recommend it at all <laughs> to anyone you know so when i say just get out there and make a movie it does not involve drinking yourself <laughs> to, right. to get hurt in an action film it's not right. worth it not worth it but um you know he did it it's just kind of how jim was i guess uh there's a scene actually where jim was hanging out of the car towards the end you remember mm-hmm. where he's like hanging on the oh, window yeah, and he's yeah. bats trying to hit it and break it right and he's like choking the danny guy who's got the girl in the car the mm-hmm. sister mm-hmm Well, Jim kept telling him, he's like, hey, I want you to go up against the wall. He's like, I'll get out of the way. Don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. Just go up against the wall and rub me up against the wall. Uh Uh-huh. And he kept not doing it because like Jim was getting mad at him. Like, come on, man. Like, you got to really go up against the wall. He's like, I'm just scared to hurt you, man. Like, I don't want to hurt you. He's like, just trust me, man. I'll get I'll get over it. And then as they went by, he hit a hinge Uh on his shoulder and he said, oh, 
you, you could hear him scream. Because you knew that he he really got hurt in that situation. Uh huh. And even they had fake, you know, arm stuff on. He said, but it you could tell that was real. That was real pain. Oh, that sucks. So I don't know if they put that on him and there was actual or real mm-hmm. situation going on there, or maybe it just hurt. You know, he said he felt it sounded like he broke his arm or something like that. Oh no. Right. Well, I I can imagine just like you know slamming mm-hmm. into something like that. He was wearing a leather jacket, I think, in that scene, but still, still. Um, but that's just how Jim was, you know. Just mm-hmm. get out there and fucking do it. He was just kind of a like a crazy fucking street kid almost, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much all I got for the extras. I do have a little bit in the in some of the scenes that we're going to talk about. So we can kind of get into the spoiler talk about that. Is there something in particular that really got into your on your nerves or maybe that you really like that you, you want know, to talk about? You know, what's something I didn't mention. And it was like the opening of the film. And then they they use the shots again, like midway. They were doing like this kaleidoscope imagery. Oh, I like that. Actually. Yeah, I did, too. I really like that. It was really creative. Yeah. You can see how that probably blended over into fucking the, the fucking Manson family. Oh, yeah, movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I feel I haven't seen it. I I know that maybe I've seen it. I know it, of but it. I don't know if I've seen it or not, to be the honest. The 97 one. I know there's so right. many. There's there is a lot, a lot. Of, there's a lot of them. But I can imagine that he probably used more effects and stuff like that in there, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was really cool. Like, he does have some surrealistic kind of elements in his movies. They're like, just his dad yelling and freaking out and stuff is just weird. Yeah, and it was weird. He did a really good job, and he just kind of let him roll with it which mm-hmm. is fine. But yeah, I don't know. Like there's some really weird moments. He was having like dreams where like that fucking bone crusher guy, like was like wrapping his girlfriend up in a sheet and then he unsheets oh, yeah. her and her, there's like a skeleton head instead. Right. And then he drills a fucking <laughs> opens up her scalp and sticks his finger in her brain. It's weird. <laughs> That's like really weird shit that you would put in a movie. But, you know, he obviously saw it somewhere. Right. A lot of his friends said that when he was making movies, like they would go to Christian camp, you know, when they were kids uh-huh. because their parents didn't want to deal with them. And, right. you know, in the city, you know, get into trouble and shit like that. So they sent them to Christian camp and they would be watching films in the tent that they weren't allowed to be watching. Oh, yeah. well, so, of course, you always do shit you're not supposed to be doing. One of the girls was like, I just wanted to know. He was like 14 years old. And I'm like, where did you learn this? Like, how did you learn to do all of this? Mm-hmm. And he just was fascinated with it and just picked it up really cool. Like, mm-hmm. you know, now I have heard from other people and I don't know why I, I did look into it a little bit. I just didn't want to harp on it a little bit. I just really kind of wanted to showcase the movie more so than him necessarily. But it's interesting to know. But he apparently is not a great person, apparently, in real life. But I don't know for sure. And I don't know why. Uh-huh. And I, I didn't really care to look it up. So. Okay. I just wanted to kind of stick to the movie and how I felt about it. He did stuff for Superjoin. He did stuff for um, Skinny Puppy, which isn't really known for that kind of stuff. You know, like they're not. Right. Although there is two different pretty dominating people in Skinny Puppy that kind of are very different. Yeah, never got into Skinny Puppy as much industrial I listened to. Well, who was in the uh, the musical with, uh, what's her name? Uh, Ogre. Ogre? Yeah, Ogre. He's really cool. I met him. <clears throat> Very down-to-earth kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Used to smoke a lot of pot. Doesn't smoke a lot of pot anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a really heart-to-heart about just being uh, musicians and, like, being on stage. And I said, I'm just... Sometimes I, I feel like I'm just terrified, like, to go on stage. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, man, why do you think I smoke so much pot? You know? <laughs> 
He's like, but recently he's like, I've just gotten started getting used to it. Mm-hmm. He's like, and I haven't. He says, you'll get to that point. You have to accept it. But we talked for like 45 minutes. Dude was fucking cool as shit. Ogre was awesome. Mm-hmm. So, and then there's Kevin Key, right? So, oh. from o- from Skinny Puppy, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's Ogre, Nivik, Nivik over Ogre, and then Kevin Key. Yeah. Kevin Key with a C, by the way. It's Kevin. But anyway, I don't know. I don't know what the issues are, but that's just out there if you guys want to like look it up or whatever. I just didn't do it for this. So uh, one of the things I did notice in the beginning of the film that I really liked, well, something that I that stuck out was like there's like this gang fight that happens in the middle of the fucking beginning of the movie. Like mm-hmm. it's just like ridiculous. It's like sudden. Like it just happens. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, Dan, whatever's on the cemetery, and we got to go down there. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> And then and there's like, this guy and he has this Batman mask on. Right. Like, like what was okay. up with that? It was weird. They go to write to find another gang in the cemetery, which is a great scene, by the way. I, I mean, and honestly. And the music was, yeah. was good in it, too. That's another that thing. One's wearing a superhero mask with a chain on his back. And the other, our hero, is wearing a Zorro mask, which is Jim Van Beber, who is <laughs> Goose in this movie. Uh, which I think, uh, by the way, I think Goose came... The uh, Top Gun movie came out in 83, 84, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was a goose. Yeah. So he might have gotten that from that. I don't know. Right. Everybody had silly names in the fucking movie, dude. So I don't know. But they've also come bearing guns is one of the first things I noticed. Like they're all aiming them at each other. Switchblades and guns. Yeah. yeah. And they decide fight man style with the switchblades, you know, of course, because when you're a jet, you're a jet, you're a jet all the way from your first switchblade to your last dying day. I'm just kidding. First it's cigarette. so funny. I thought that was from Greece, but no, it's from West Side Story. I <laughs> got confused. Funny. But I don't know. It just looks like a bunch of dudes who don't really fight that much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it was really like, amateur. I don't want to say that. Like, fighting. I'm sure some of them could fight. You know what I mean? But I'm just meaning like they're just so high. They're like, Ooh. it just seemed really weird and out of place a little bit. But you know, they get to cutting each other, and uh, you know, he does a pretty uh, uh, the Van Van Beber does a pretty fucking kick ass like impressive upper front kick, mm-hmm. which he does right in front of him. And I was like, holy shit, dude! Like this guy actually knows. Kung Fu and shit. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, and, and he shoots a dude's hand off by pointing a gun at him because I guess he attacks one of his friends and he's like, oh! And he shoots his hand and it just pops on the ground, which I was like, Jesus. <laughs> so that's when he goes home to his girlfriend who's like, I want you to leave this lifestyle. You know, where have you been? And then he like banged her up against the wall. Yeah, well, they, well she dresses his wounds and stuff in the tub and because he's got a big old slash on his hand. It's pretty gnarly. And, you know, they got to do the whole sewing up bit, you know. Oh, like, yeah. You know, didn't fucking Rambo sew- and shit. Didn't he sew it himself, too? He like sewed it <laughs> no, himself? No, she did it. She actually oh, did okay. it. <laughs> yeah, it's totally like Rambo, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's when you get, a, like, a training montage, you know, ready? Like, right. Where do all the men go to to get their wounds again? <laughs> they go to fight the warriors and get their ass kicked again. <laughs> We're a hero! <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but when, he, when he's done, he sees a biker who he cracks on the head, like, down the street, I guess. And then just takes his bike. And now that's his bike for the rest of the movie, which I thought was really funny. That was funny. And his girlfriend back home, she's like, she keeps giving him shit because he's like, oh, you need to change. He's like, what do you want me to do? Leave the gang? And she's like, leave the <laughs> Ravens? And she's like, yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, fine. I'll quit the Ravens. I love you, Christy. <laughs> and then they hype on a bike. 
And then they, and they go out in the woods. They hop on a bike and frolic in the woods in the middle of the daytime for some fuck time because they like start to fuck, but they don't show it in this, which is, you know, good for you, Bever. Good for you. Good. <laughs> but uh, he tells his buddy in the gang that he's done, and the guy's like, you're pussy whipped. <laughs> which he tells him he's all mad. He's like, fuck you. You just have the fucking ravens. You can shove the ravens up your ass. He's like, and, he, and the guy tells him, he's like, I'll do it better because I'm already handling things. He's like, I already made plans to join the other gang so that we can take this city. We're going to rule everything. And he's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> You're going to fucking get yourself killed. killed. And sure enough, they get fucking double crossed in the movie. Yeah, so he course. was right. Yeah. But that's, you know, when, you know, they the, like one of the guys in the other gang like hires to get the girl killed. They hire Bone Crusher and some other fucking idiot mm-hmm. who they have this glorious scene in which fucking <laughs> fucking Bone Crusher is like, you know, man, people don't know me, man. Like, fucking, I don't know, man. Like, I just don't like people. <laughs> you know, I don't care, man. I don't care about anything, man. Yeah, I don't care. I'm the fucking greatest in the world. I don't fucking care, man. I don't care. We're like, like, for like five minutes. Do you like people, though? <laughs> I hate people. It was really funny. It's it funny. funny. It's funny, too, because, like, just the other day, like, Slade... Because he, I told him that I was we were watching these movies, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh my god, I fucking love Dead Beat at Dawn," and I was like, "I didn't want to tell him," mm-hmm. but he started telling me that scene, and mm-hmm. I didn't know. You didn't realize because we had had so many breaks in between us, right? You know, because I like will go do something and forget, and then, but he wrote and he was like, re saying, he's like, "I don't like people, man. You just do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care, man." I don't care. And I was like, whoa, is everything all right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to cover And he's him. just, yeah. It's like, I'm yeah. quoting the movie. Yeah, that's what he told me. And I was like, oh, Jesus now Christ. You, now you know how I feel all the time <laughs> when right. you do that to me. Well, you just, you can't just institute that out of the middle of nowhere. I mean, <laughs> I can't just like grab out of thin air like that. I got to be in that mode, you know, like. <sighs> anyway, it was funny, Slade. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so some guys come to the door and eventually like, it's weird too, because when, when fucking goose leaves Van Beber, when he leaves, she's like, I don't want to be left alone. He's like, I'll lock the door and he locks it on the outside. Yeah. With a padlock. It was weird. But I'm like, if you took a crowbar, you could easily just pop that. Which is exactly what happened. Right. They get in, they fucking kill her and fucking bone crushers all talking about her organs look like snakes. <laughs> Her organs look like snakes. They were like, what did it look like when you looked into her eyes when she was dying? And he was like, I don't know, man. Fucking Bebo got the fucking top. I got the bottom. And her organs look like snakes. <laughs> like fucking slimy snakes, man. Like everywhere, bro. So funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, of course, she's dead. And guess who shows up to find her dead body on the floor and nobody to account for? Right. So he, so he takes her body to like the inf- what? <laughs> the infirmary at the cemetery. Okay. No, he doesn't. Or Does what? he? Yeah. He takes her to a fuck. No, he takes her body to a fucking garbage crushing bin. Oh, yeah. It was a garbage crushing bin. I'm sorry. They look like, the a, same. like what you do for boxes. Right. You know, when you make a fucking. And he squished her. He just squashed her body in a fucking machine and then left. Weird. That's what you think of love, dog. 
white trash. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to let anybody know because I'm going to murder everyone. Like, at least leave her in the fucking ho- in your apartment and then come yeah, back. Yeah, put and- her, stuff her in the floorboards or right, something. Right, go bury know? her in the fucking park yeah, or something. Yeah, you can take her back out, you know, when you miss her. You can just take her back out. <laughs> oh, my out God. Have a, have a go. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Christine is Sorry. this. Uh- no, no, that came from a video you sent me earlier. Oh this yeah, because I sent her a video about a, a guy, guy who, who went killed. out and like uh, accidentally slept with some guy, felt guilty about it, and the next morning thought he was going to leave him, so he fucking killed him. Put him in the floorboards. Put him in the floorboards and kept bringing him out, and then would wash his body every so often just to, to hang out with him in his bed. <laughs> just to hang out. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's Until what he, he had like done. 16 bodies in his bed. It was yeah, this guy named lonely. something Dennis or something, but he, it was crazy. You get lonely, you know? He should have just put her in the floorboard. <laughs> I don't think this is that movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> you know, like any like any loving boyfriend, just, you know, put him in a trash compactor. No big deal. So sweet. You know, it's like endearing. Anyway, so he goes afterwards and he walks with like ready red. Then afterwards, in the in broad daylight, just goes walking around the streets with blood all over his hands. I can't imagine how crazy that was in Dayton, Ohio. Just <laughs> literally walking around with fucking blood on your hands in the middle of the street, like I was just smushing raspberries. <laughs> I was making raspberry soda. <laughs> yeah, I was smushing raspberries. He he goes to stay at his dad's house, and his Who's dad a is a heroin addict. He's a heroin addict that's shell shocked from the war, and he's losing his mind. And he thinks that his son is sent to kill him too, which is kind of fucking crazy. Yeah. He's like, Dad, I'm not gonna kill you. And he tells his dad why he's there, and his dad's like, doesn't even give a shit. He's just like, I'm going to run out of beer. Give me some money. So he gives him a 20, and then later he sees him, and he's like uh, taking his socks off and putting his foot up on the dresser, and he's like, I thought you were getting beer. And he's like, oh, this is better than beer, son. (laughs) This is fucking straightway doorway to heaven. And it's like shooting up heroin between his toes. Like, okay. Gross. But later he beats up his dad because he needs money for heroin. So he he goes ahead and he's like, here, kill yourself. And he just throws it on him and then walks out. And that's the last we ever hear of his dad. Oh, my God. So it's like this really dark, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's when Goose goes to drink. He finds an old fling who, you know, that's the one where you're talking about where he grabbed on some girl or whatever. Yeah. And she goes to another guy who almost gets into a fight with him and he runs and steals a homeless guy's whiskey. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And then he goes home to snort some lines of coke and then shoot up heroin and smash the pendant that his girlfriend gave him with a hammer. I'm like, what the it, fuck? It's weird. It's like a weird montage of him breaking the necklace with a hammer. Yeah, just like going to shit. And then Keith, the new leader of the Ravens, finds out about the, you know, how he's like dying in an alleyway and somehow finds him in the street and, and like tries to sober him up so that he can help him with a heist like this big heist they gotta grab something yeah they're working with that other gang now so he's like you have to listen to what i have to say though mm-hmm. and you're gonna help me mm-hmm. and he's like fine i'll help <laughs> but there's a double agent in the mix and it's Danny, because Danny in the very beginning of the movie was like literally trying to rape fucking van beber's girlfriend mm-hmm he was trying to force himself on her in a car and a cop saw in the middle of the day. Yeah. In the middle of the street. Right. 
you know, because, you know, what are you trying to give them ideas so that they don't do it? Like, <laughs> God. Well, no, I'm just well, saying. Well, if you're going to do it, this is ri- how I would the, do it. It was ridiculous. I'm just that's saying. What I'm sa- that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the cop stops him and he's like, and she's like, I just want to get out of here. And he's like, what are you up to? And he's like, I don't know. Just trying to get out of here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Danny. He goes back to, I think, I think he went back to his girlfriend's house. Mm-hmm. He was like, do you love me, Danny? And then he choked fucks her up against the wall. Right. And it's like, what the fuck? He's, well, you know, he's it, a cop. It's funny. So. What? Wasn't he the, the cop? There was no the cop. Double, the double agent? No, you're getting two movies oh, confused. Oh, Oh, sorry. Okay. You're getting movies confused. And it's not even in the other movie. Oh, yeah, it is in the other movie. But yeah, you're fucking up. No, he's not a cop. <laughs> He's just a bad guy. And the guy actually saw the interview with him and he's just like a way completely different person than that. Right. So it's like crazy. Like, you know, it's like seeing him in that role. He really transformed. So they do the heist and Goose Goose's job is just to throw a ninja star into a securities <laughs> officer's back. He's like, you ready? You better not miss. He's like, I'm not going to miss. And he throws it at a wall. And I'm like, dude, that almost hit that dude that was standing right next to the wall. <laughs> like, this is the kind of shit that they did. They didn't care. <laughs> this is like made on no insurance. You know what I mean? Right. Like, um, he does it flawlessly. And, and then like you see the next scene of him coming down a fucking rope out of like some like <laughs> parking garage or something and then the this like bank p- car or truck pulls up and gets out and he throws the ninja star at his back and then he's like oh <laughs> and then everybody comes out of nowhere just to get the one last guy right and it's so weird like did you really need that many people <laughs> to fucking do the heist and it's so disorganized so. too Everybody wanted to be a part because they wanted their cut. Yeah, they, like, they all look like they're hugging, you know, yeah. like then when they get them. Yeah. And then they like get in the car and leave. One of the guy gets his head blown off, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of the cops and in one of their own guys. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. The other guy gets his neck snapped, <laughs> which they show the fucking cop turning his head, getting his head turned. And then, like, the whole jacket trick where it's, like, wearing the jacket. Oh, that's right. And yeah. he's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. That was funny. Um, but they go back to the pad to celebrate, and Goose gets geared up to fight because he knows something's up. And then he, and they double cross them. And so Goose starts shooting motherfuckers in the head and screaming and shit. <laughs> he's like, yo, oh. motherfuckers, son of a bitch, motherfuckers. And he's bang, just like, bang, 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 bang. bang, 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 bang. bang. It's, like, brutal, dude. <laughs> And like, I thought that was pretty glorious. He he gets away. He actually steals the money mm-hmm. and they chase him down with a car. And he does like, like, does he like try to run left or right? No, he just runs straight, straight. like every other fucking moron in every movie. It's like, Jesus Christ. Cars go straight. Yeah. They have a hard time turning On left or road, right. Figure yeah. it out, people. On the road, they go straight. I thought if anybody would have figured that out, it would have been James Van, uh, Jim Van Beber. <laughs> Maybe it was just an easier shot. Nah, I don't know. They never learned, though. That's the thing. Not in the 80s, not in the 90s, not in the 2000s. I see movies today where people are still running straight. <laughs> I think it even happened in fucking X. They did it in X. 
Oh, I haven't watched that yet. You need to watch that because the pearl's coming out soon. I know, I know. Anyway, he jumps off a dam into the water and their car hits a dude doing construction, which was pretty funny. That was funny. He's like, huh? And you just see this dummy get smacked by the car. (laughs) And then they go in the river. Is that what happens? He drowns. He doesn't get knocked into the river. I don't know what happens. But Goose does go to uh, a drive-thru where there's, like, an old lady and her son, and they're, like, churchgoers or something. And it's, like, in one of those stores. Like, we don't have them out. Well, we do have. We did have one out here once. It's like a gas station you pull up to it. Yeah, it's, like, it's a gas station where you drive through the center of it. Yeah. And they have those on the East Coast, a lot of them in the North. Yeah. And they have them in the South, too, but on the East Coast. Yeah. They don't really have a lot of them out here because of the weather. No, but they do have them here. Right. It's just basically they have a bunch of like um, glass doors on either side and you can get beer, drinks, food, stuff like that. And you can just see it all. So you don't have to leave your car and you just pull up. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. But he shoots like gets shot at by trying to rob the guy for money, which is so weird. I'm like, you got a bag of like $10,000. Yeah, and he's going in the gas station trying to rob the guy. That makes like, no that sense. Make, they just wanted to have a shootout. That's what it was. I think so. But then then he, he like ends up passing out in the cemetery, and that's where he dreams of his girlfriend with the fucking finger brain. Right. <laughs> that was a weird montage. And then he calls uh, Christy, his girlfriend who died, his her sister, and then says to meet him somewhere by some trains or something. And when he shows up, there's there's the whole gang and the gang beats the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And he dispatches pretty much like all of them. And then like two get get him uh, smashing him into a wall. And he, he kind of like, I don't know what he does. He does this wall trick where he runs up it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you remember? He like ran up the wall. Oh, did he jump? And did a flip. Yeah. And that was so cool. I was like, it was well, cool. That, I mean, that's not something you see in indie films that well. Right. You know, like he actually did it. You yeah, know what he, I mean? He had a train to do that, I bet. Yeah, I'm sure he like knew what he was doing though. That's just kind of how Jim Van Beber is, you know? Mm-hmm. Jim Van Beber does what Jim Van Beber wants to do. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so when he shows up, Danny is there in the gang and, and Goose beats the shit out of him and he just, like he gets rid of a bunch of them, but then Bone Crusher tries to fight him, but he's he's only got like a twelve by six, but beats Bone Crusher with it nonetheless, you know, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. Then Christy's sister shows up and Danny hijacks the car, and that's where Van Beber was like hanging on the window when we were talking about that whole scene. Mm-hmm. And there was this fucking gnarly scene where fucking Danny bites off his fingers because he's got his hand in his mouth for some reason. Mm-hmm. He bites off his fingers and then rips out Danny's throat. That was a cool scene. Yeah, the like scene it was, was like cool. a flap of skin over his neck. Yeah, and then all this stuff just comes like comes pouring <laughs> out of his throat. It was like, like, okay. I mean, it looked pretty cool and Beber is like screaming like a motherfucker, dude. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah! <laughs> and then that dude just gets his throat. I don't know what he pulled out of his throat, but he pulled but something there was out. something. Like his larynx or something. <laughs> I think that's what they're trying to say, that bump that's on your neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was, shit was fucking gnarly. And then he just like hands the money to the, the sister and tells her to run before the cops get there. She's like, you killed my sister. And he's like, no, I loved her. And then she just runs and then he crawls out into the street. Mm-hmm. And then dies, and it's the like end. you hear like the 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 cop cars coming, like the sirens. Oh, now they come. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it not was a fun. positive ending. You know what I mean? It was fun. I like it a lot more. I think it's better than five. Nah. I can't believe you. I'm okay for that type of I movie. That's this kind of score I'm giving it. So good. Me too. 
But uh, we do have another movie that we're going to talk about, and that is Lethal Force from 2001. So if you haven't seen this, we're going to do a spoiler-free first, like we always do. And if you want to skip to the end and check out the spoiler-free or after this, you can, or you can go to the end of the podcast where we talk about what we're going to, where we, uh, what, where we talk about where, what, where we talk about where, what, where we talk about what we're going to be watching next week. So Lethal Force is about a man after his wife is murdered and his son kidnapped a gangster is forced to betray his best friend who also happens to be a deadly killer in this raucous off the wall set that is to action films what scream was to horror fans oh okay so technically but there again this is a movie that's pulling from movies that a lot of people may or may not have seen in fact this whole movie has sort of a asian sort of crime action film feel to it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like the fighting style is it's very hong kong very you know but Mm -hmm. which i like personally i think is really cool Mm -hmm. but yeah it's not like your typical like um you know stallone or you know any of that shit it's more of like the kind of action films that you might have seen out of like hong kong like fireworks or Mm -hmm. you know all this stuff that you, you know some action fans may know this is written and directed by Alvin Karma. This is the only credit that they have, and it's a damn shame, I think, personally. The cast in this movie, I'm not going to go through all of them because most of them have never had a career after this. <laughs> but Frank Prather, who plays Jack, the best friend, he only acted, and he's the one with the kid and the wife. Mm-hmm. He's only acted in Beverly Hills Massacre after this, and he went on to be a casting director, a pretty successful one, decent one. Anyway. Oh, that's good. Patricia Dugway, who plays Lita, who I got the name wrong and she actually has played the character Rita but this movie does that a lot you can't really hear well people's accents too plus their names are very uh, not typical although Rita is more typical than Lita but that's what I thought but this is her first ever role she did a movie called Henry Dodd and Misunderstandings and that's about it for her as far as features go she did a few shorts as well mm-hmm. we also have Cash Flag Jr. who plays Savage not Savage like we thought it's right. Savage Ugh. I know. To make so we're probably gonna fuck that up with our notes. Whatever. But he was in a movie called Phil City, Mega Python versus Gatorade. Oh, Gatorade. Yeah. Gatoroid, sorry. <laughs> Gatorade. <laughs> Gatorade. <laughs> anyway, he was also in Shock Edited, and that's about it. He's like the 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 killer. Right. The Hired guy. killer, yeah. yeah. Then we got Andrew Hewitt who plays Mal Locke, the bad boss man who was dubbed, by the way, by a different character, all a different person altogether. Oh, that's funny. He's the dude in the wheelchair. Uh-huh. With the sunglasses all the time. Oh. But he did this movie and one before it called Soft for Digging. Okay. That's pretty much all I got on the notes there for that. There wasn't a lot of information on this. Well, I understand it's a little movie. Christina. What did you think? Well, this movie is nothing fancy and way ridiculous. Okay. It's a very simple premise and storyline, which is executed amazingly. Okay. (laughs) I really enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed all these characters that were mediocrely acted, but well. (laughs) Yeah, they did the mediocre well. They did the mediocre well. (laughs) The shots were really good. The action sequences were way, like, good. The music in this is outstanding, and it's very well-paced throughout the whole thing. Yeah, there's a lot of different choices they used. 
Yeah, I, I, it's just really hard. Actually, to... there was more music in this one than than the Beber one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was way more, and it was fitting. And it's like you've heard these background right before. I'm sure it was a lot easier to get music in the 2000s than. Oh yeah, now yeah. it's supposed to be a throwback to the 90s uh, action movies. So and you totally can tell. Yeah. Because they even did like the early 90s. A lot of those action movies would do that. Those shots with the when the lights would come through the blinds. Oh yeah. And yeah. they kept doing that, and I thought it was hilarious. He kind of went over like every single movie that he borrowed from. Oh, you're for I all can't. of his shots in the in the in the commentary. By the way, okay. just so if anybody's oh. like curious about it and they want to watch that, make sure you watch that. Well, I can't wait to hear what that is. I gave it an eight out of ten because I really I really enjoyed myself with this one. Okay, all right. Well. Um, so this is a movie that was given to me, like I said, Bryce Slade. It was a birthday gift, which I actually really love it. He was right. He said, I think you really like this. I got it from Unearth Films. They did a, like a small release of it because he had all these extra copies laying around. So Stephen Bureau, the head of Unearth Films said, I'll put it out. Mm-hmm. It's sold out on there now, by the way. You can pick it up still on Amazon though. If you want to pick it up for nine ninety nine, mm-hmm. it's a dollar to rent on Amazon. Well worth it. Rent okay. it. Rent Watch it for a dollar. If you love it, pick buy up the DVD. It. Just buy it. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, my God, you guys. <laughs> he is totally right. I absolutely love this movie. Thank you, Slade. It's 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 like an action spoof movie that is on the cheap side. You know, so you're going to expect sort of that that sort of uh, shot on video for sort of feel to it because it's a box format, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um but it was made in 2000s, like right. the 2000s, you know what I mean? And the fight scenes and choreography are surprisingly actually pretty decent. They're a little slower than some of the movies that you might have seen, but they are Hong Kong based, like I said. So mm-hmm. the guy who actually instructed the choreography was in the commentary of the video oh. talking about how he chose specifically to do more of a Hong Kong style mm-hmm. fighting, which was actually pretty cool. And I loved it. Right. It, it makes the movie way, way more action packed than like something like Van Beber actually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not as dark, obviously. So mm-hmm. it's a very different films. Um, there is a lot of blood and uh, some decent gore, you know, nothing amazing. The jokes are off the fucking chain, though. Like, I yeah, loved them. It's I, written so well. There's some funny things that you just wouldn't, you don't think about until afterwards, even. Mm-hmm. And you'll go, oh, oh, yeah, they always do that in those movies. But you don't. It's like one of those like like three tiered like five level five head movements mm-hmm. jokes. You know what I mean? Like they're they're a little elaborate because there's like I don't know how to explain it. Like there's a scene in the movie where a guy has really fucked up teeth and he gets beat up, and all of a sudden his teeth <laughs> his teeth fix out of the blue. Yep. Which they always do with the hearing in right. movies. Like someone got kicked in the head and they lost their hearing. Oh, then they they can hear. Yeah, or their neck is fucked up, or they get kicked and beat up again, and everything's fixed. And then his teeth are, like, fixed, and then he gets punched again, and they're all back to normal. Mm -hmm. Stupid shit like that. There's, uh, you know, a scene where they butt a kid in the head. They're not afraid to hit children in this movie. Right, which is great. I love that. (laughs) It's so fucked up. Like, you're not expecting it, but it's funny. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's like a lot of the stuff in the movie are just like, oh, I can't believe they just said that, or I can't believe they just did that. It's But it's funny. It's, there's just, I don't know, it's weird. It's like there's a lot of jokes that uh, action movies do and they actually take it there where these other movies will lead you to that point and then you're like, oh, what if? And then this movie does it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how to explain it, but it doesn't stop there. They, they you know, they do a lot of uh, different jokes in this movie. Some that hit, some that don't, but it is always constantly moving for the most part. And it's in like an hour and 10 minute movie or something yeah, like that. Yeah, which is great. 
So but it's just bam, like you know, there's no slow parts. There's it's a just, couple of slow spots, only because the movie's moving so fast. Right, it needs you, that you, yeah, little it, it, dip. It, yeah, it dips for that. But it's not really like. But the fights and everything, it's just everything is constantly going for mm-hmm. the most part. So it's like you can really digest this movie very quickly. Uh, it's like I said, SOV, sort of shot on video with a little budget and some actual talent, but not too much talent, just enough mm-hmm. to make you laugh talent. And it, it, it's, I don't know, there's just, it feels like it's more well thought out than these typical shitty movies. You know, just ridiculous shit going on all the time. Extreme everything, of course, because it's the 90s and they're mimicking it. I'd super highly recommend this movie to fans of like just action movies or just like like really bad action films that just like are hilarious. Mm -hmm. This it's like really worth the money and the time. Like I said, you can rent it for a dollar or own it for three bucks in digital or buy the DVD for nine, ten bucks. Mm-hmm. on Amazon. Honestly, I, I really think it's worth the $10. I would pick it up instantly after seeing this because I'd be like, oh, 10 bucks, I'm mine. Right. And it's going to become really rare because this is this is the only movie that he's ever made. Mm-hmm. And most people don't even know what it is. Right. It's, it's really funny, though. And everybody that always talks about it talks about it very highly. Mm-hmm. Like, everywhere I saw on the internet was talking about it was saying how hilarious it was. So I don't know. Maybe maybe you won't think it's funny, but I thought it was really funny, and so did Christina. I did. I think it's a high score. I would give it an eight as well. Oh, look at us. So eight out of eight from both of us, and the other one is six. So that'll give you an idea. You know what's something I forgot to mention? I don't know if you'd agree with this, but like it kind of reminded me some of the scenes were like Twin Peaks. Oh, just because you know what of I mean? how the music and the characters. It's the shots that they did. And the shots. It, yeah. He was mimicking other movies and other stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, Do you think he, he was mimicking that? The show? From I the wrote 90s? down some of them, but I don't oh, know. Okay. Like, he did borrow from a lot of stuff that people don't know as well as stuff that people do know. Right. I was just curious. So, yeah, I, I wrote a few down. I didn't watch the whole commentary. I just watched about 45 minutes of it because, right, you know, I didn't have time to. <laughs> To watch everything, you know right. what I mean? But, yeah. So, 8 out of 10. Damn. I wasn't expecting that from you. I figured, like, maybe 6, 7? Nope. 8. Okay. Well, we do have a little bit of trivia on this and some fun stuff that I found out about because this movie was made in Maryland, where I'm originally from. So, I was really excited to hear about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I knew it while I was watching it. I was like, holy shit. Like, that looks familiar. It really did. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but we're going to get into our spoilers section and talk about some of the trivia, talk about some of the the key moments in the film. If you don't want anything spoiled, of course, you can always skip to the end of the podcast where we have the timestamps down below and you can find out what we're talking about next week for two wonderful films. Woo. Wonderful. (laughs) Anyway, if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. So. Made in Maryland. Hell yeah, motherfucker. They shot most of this in Baltimore and Bethesda, Maryland. I worked in Bethesda doing phone call shit for a while. Mm-hmm. Telemarketing? And yeah, it was like 20 minutes down the road from where I lived, you know, mm-hmm. like not even, like 14 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. You know? It was like, I was in a suburb, you know, and uh, Bethesda is like a suburb of D.C. Mm-hmm. And we used to go to Baltimore or D.C. all the time. It would be either right. or. Wait, is it Baltimore? I, I get confused. I think it's D.C. It's Bethesda's closer to D.C. But just like the Blair Witch Project was made in Rockville, Maryland, but Rockville and then Bethesda's right next door. Oh. So the, I was looking at the scenery and I was like, my God, 
this reminds me of Maryland. Like mm-hmm. every time, every second I was watching it, I was like, just the power lines in the movie and everything. I was like, God, I remember a spot that was like wide open out there that was like that, that I, I know that was Maryland. And it reminded me of it. Mm-hmm. And then when I listened to the commentary, I was like, there it is. It was fucking Maryland. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Weird little connection there, though. Just an old fond memory, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. The director actually was involved in a severe auto accident in 1997, and he uses uh, prosthetic limbs on his left and le- uh, leg and his hand. So oh, wow. Left and left, and left uh, leg and hand. He also lost vision in his right eye in the same accident, Oof. and he handles behind-the-camera duties using jerry-rigged tools uh, that he actually designed himself. Make it himself? Wow, yeah. that's kind of cool. So that's pretty dedicated, man. I think that's awesome. Uh, he... uh you know, attended a lot of places in Washington, D.C., like college in Potomac, Maryland and Washington, D.C. He mm-hmm. he went to like uh, University of Tisch School of the Arts in New York. And then he became an uh, Alaskan fishing vessel guy from. Like, oh, he worked on a fishing. Yeah. In the 80s. Like crazy. Like. Wow. And then he was like a merchant marine for like two years after college in order to find his. That's a tough job. It's not easy. Right. Have you done it? You know somebody that worked in it? Yeah. Really? Um, an ex-boyfriend's dad. Well, you're out on the he, water all the time. He had his own boat, and it, that was like right because every you're, summer. You're on open territory waters, so I can imagine that it's not just always like smooth sailing. Right. Uh, pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he. <laughs> Apparently, he was nearly jailed by Turkish authorities in 1987 for something. Mm-hmm. Maybe he crossed into their borders and broke one of their laws or something like Took that. Took in a vape cartridge. Maybe. Like, he, he might have had something on him or something. But anyway, a lot of the shots that he did in this movie are Sam Raimi-inspired um, shots, by the way. Oh. So he really tried to add a lot of action where there was no action mm-hmm. like when it comes to like sticking the key in the door and then turning on the car and then like going so oh, okay. it's just you'll see little segments of it in here and there and that's where he said he got the inspiration from is to keep this movie flowing you know what i mean like he he wanted it to move fast um also a lot of the fight scenes like i said were the the hong kong style which the i can't think of the guy's name at the time but he was the bow tie guy mm-hmm. or the tie guy Right. That was like the Neo guy. Mm-hmm. He was the choreographer. Oh, okay. Pretty sure. Okay. So, which I thought he did a really good job. Like, honestly. Yeah, I thought he was going to be like the main character. And, and he, he, and he also helped it. shoot the film with them because choreographers really have to work with their directors quite a mm-hmm. bit to really make sure. Because they wanted to capture a lot of the close-up fists and feet and stuff like that to make sure that it kind of felt more action-packed. And I think that's why the action felt so good is because they actually, they do some standing, they, they pull the camera back a few times, but they also do like up close stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they did their own pyrotechnics on themselves, by the way, which they had to, in the beginning of the commentary. It was like, just so you know, your pyrotechnics are no oh, joke. Yeah, because that one guy got caught on fire. Right. Right. Yeah. So he was the choreographer, stuntman, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all I got there for that. I do have a couple of more, you know, moments in the film. There's like a the opening part of the movie where you see like two dudes come up to each other. There's like a shot of the guy up close in his face. Mm-hmm. And then behind him is another guy. So he got both their faces in the shot. 
he said, and, and then one of them jumps uh, uh, like that sit shot in particular. He said he got from uh, Beat Takeshi's Fireworks movie. So, so if, you're, oh. if you're an Asian crime movie action film watcher, you might know who Beat Takeshi is. Mm-hmm. But um, he jumps up. You see the feet. You see two feet walk up to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, like, you see the the right feet jump up in the air, and then all you hear is, and then he hops down, and then the body falls over, and you see the legs, like, cross over. Which was so funny, and you think, with them doing something like that, you're like, oh, God, this movie's going to be... Stupid. Stupid. No, it's and really that, cool. Yeah, and it actually, it ended up being really cool. It's, that, like, stylish, almost, yeah, yeah. that was very stylish, what they did at the beginning. Yeah, I like that. There was the, the next part that had me rolling immediately. This is when I knew that I was in for a good movie. Is like uh, there was a couple other things that happened along the way, but I'll, we'll go over them. But Savage, he tells the woman, "There's like this woman, this blonde-haired woman," and she's like, "What are you doing here?" There was another woman who was held up in a room with another guy, and that guy gets beat by Savage, and then oh, okay. he holds a gun. She pulls a gun on Savage, the killer. Mm-hmm. And this blonde woman, she pulls a gun on him and she's like, wait, don't do anything. And he's like, wait, what do you mean? Wait. And she's like, she talks to him. She's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm savage. And she's like, oh, I don't think you should kill me just yet. And he's like, I'm bad and I'm mad and I'm dangerous to know. <laughs> and then she fires a shot at him and it misses. You see him duck his head out of the way <laughs> like some Neo shit, but it's like really quick. And then she just fucking pops her. And you see her go back. Oh, and that's then, right. And then he continue. You just see the gun and he just continues to pull the trigger for like a minute. <laughs> And I just started cracking up. It's it like it's too much. Yeah, it's it was like, overly done in a good way. Oh, that was great. He said that 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 whole uh, scene he said was like with the 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 you were talking about how the light went through the shades and stuff, mm-hmm. and the guy was up against the wall. Right. He said he stole a lot of that scene in particular from uh, Hitman. The comic book by that Garth Ena- oh, Ennis did. Garth okay. Ennis. Yeah, yeah. It was for the Tomorrow storyline. Okay, that's story probably line, what yeah. I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's the funny thing. And then this man comes home, and we haven't been introduced yet, who's Frank. He's the best friend of the killer. Mm-hmm. And his family is missing, and two guys are there, and one of them tells him he's got his family in to come. He's like, <laughs> he's got the long jerry curl hair with a suit top, no shirt, blue pants, blue top, a chain, ridiculous, like, women's glasses. And then, like, another dude sitting in a chair with a red tie that looks like Neo or mm-hmm. the guy from fucking Grandma's Boy who's, like, the the programmer who, like, looks oh, yeah. like he got his clothes out of the Matrix or whatever. Mm-hmm, totally. And I think they were making nods towards oh, that. Oh, they totally were. You know, obviously, because this is around, Yeah, you know, at that time. It was sure. a huge movie. So, um, it was after a couple of movies had already been out. So, but, um... <laughs> He, like, hands him a drink. He's like, you might want to have a drink with me. And he just pours it on the ground and then <laughs> drops the glass on the ground. He's like, Frank, why are you going to be a dick? <laughs> He's like, I got your family. So if you try to kill me, then you're not going to know where they go. He's like, well, what if I just kill you and then make him tell me? He's like, he ain't going to tell you shit. And then he shoots him anyway <laughs> in the head. And he's like, tell me where they are. And then they get into a fight and shit. And it's actually a really cool fight scene. Like yeah. he does this leg kick where he brings him down on the floor, <laughs> which I thought was really fun. And then he kind of leans back and grabs his drink and sips it. And then there's saxophone music playing the whole time. Oh yeah, during this fight scene. He's got that lethal weapon yeah. kind of music, you know. 
They take the dad to the lair, and it's like this, like, I don't know how they did it, but they had this, like, stone wall. They try to make it look like a castle that they're walking into or something. But then when you walk up to the front door, it looks like a neighborhood house, <laughs> which is really funny. And then they they go down to the basement where the mom and the kid are. And one of the goons smacks her in the head with the butt of the gun mm-hmm. and the kid, which he goes spinning out of control. And I'm like, Jesus, like I was like, OK, we're in for a good ride here, Christina. <laughs> but he's just fine. The kid's kind of like fine after he gets hit. So yeah, the but mom. you were hoping, you know, at least they alluded to it. Um, let's see. There's one more thing I have here. So there, it turns out that the guy that hired to, to kidnap his family is a guy that he hired Savage. Frank tried to hire, or not Frank, I'm sorry, Jack, mm-hmm. that has the wife and the kid. Jack, his name in real life is Frank. That's why I got confused. Oh, okay. But Jack tells, told Savage to go and kill this guy and he hid in a man in a blue mailbox and shot him in the head it was funny but it didn't kill him mm-hmm. so he exacts his revenge by stealing his wife and it turns out like the guy's like he's in a wheelchair now for some reason even though he can stand up every now and then i don't know what that's all about i don't understand how that happened but, but yeah he said that that mailbox scene by the way was also another beat Takeshi reference i guess it was in another film oh okay. i don't remember that in any of his movies so it was fun. That was a fun scene. But they take his wife out into the middle of a field and, like, shoot her in the head. <laughs> in front of... Wasn't... Oh, no, the kid wasn't there. The kid was back at the house, but they, it was... Uh, yeah, they did. He's in front like, of fine, I'll do whatever you like. Just don't hurt the kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck the wife, though. You can hurt her. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Anything else you want to point out? I just, I've been talking so much, I didn't want to, like... Oh, no, you're fine. I'm just following your lead. Is this when they go, they get, they both get into the car with those groups of guy and they, they have like Jamaican yes. accents and they're yeah, like, well, we're they're from, from Wisconsin. They said that they're from, uh, he said there were supposed to be some like, he was like, when he came up with the idea, he said he was just trying to use some like guys, like seem worldly, like hitmen, mm-hmm. like a hitman organization or something like that. And they, these guys happen to be from Africa. And oh, mm-hmm. and there was like these three guys that take him to where they actually went to a lot of construction sites to shoot the scene, by the way, in case they kept getting kicked out. <laughs> they kept kicking. Them yeah. This was like the third place, by the way. Oh, wow. So the one they pull up to is the first place mm-hmm. when they're inside. They got kicked out halfway through. So they had to go outside mm-hmm. in a different place. Oh, okay. So there's like three different buildings and then they end up in a school. So there's like a fourth place for this whole scene. Oh, my. Oh that takes place in there but when they go in <laughs> jack and savage are riding in the car with these three um uh african dudes like they're from africa literally and they're speaking in in, in a native language it seemed like that yeah it totally seemed like that and then uh they didn't know what they were saying and then they go into the house and then savage just immediately shoots all three of them dead mm-hmm. and jack's like what the fuck why did you just shoot all of them they were gonna kill us yeah it was like Savage is like, they said they were going to kill us in some weird language. Guess they didn't expect me to know their weird language. They told me they were from Wisconsin when, in fact, they were from Minnesota. And everyone in Minnesota is killers. (laughs) 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 Which isn't supposed to be a joke, by the way. I found out. It wasn't supposed to be a joke. I don't know. He just thought there was like some weird thing, but it's just so oblivious. Obligatory. though. I laugh because I'm like, what? They even had that scene in the car before they get in there. We forgot yeah, too, yeah. where Savage is like sitting in the car. They're like, so where are you from? Ha, ha, ha. And he's like, 
uh, Japan? And he's like, no. He's like, where are you from then? And he's like, American. I'm an American. And he's like, Japanese American? And he's like, no, I said I'm just American. (laughs) (laughs) Which is not a joke either, but it's in there and it's funny. I don't know. But um, that's where they like get into a fight after he kills them. The bow tie guy shows up. The, the red bow tie guy mm-hmm. and fights them. And then there's like a scene where he like throws a fucking oh, ga- a can of paint thinner. Yeah. A can of paint thinner at him. And then, right. and then the guy shoots him while he's the paint can thinners in front of him and it spills all over him and catches on fire on his jacket and mm-hmm. shirt. And then Savage picks up the gun and shoots him in the chest when he finally puts it out, mm-hmm. which they really set him on fire for that. Oh, oh wow. With real paint thinner. Oh my God. He was wearing That's- jeans and a sweatshirt underneath to That's do that it? scene. Yes. To protect him. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. He's like, don't do that at home. And by the way, when he shot him, he had a pocket full of, of uh, those like firecrackers, the, the, the patch of firecrackers oh my God. that went off in his pocket. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, by the way, don't do that, kids. And he's like, yeah, but if you're a man. <laughs> and he's like, no, don't do it at all. <laughs> he's like, yeah, but that's what men do. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, uh, then there's this weird scene with a child rapist that goes down into the fucking cellar to tell one of the guards to, you know, get the fuck out of there so he can fuck the kid. Right. And it's like he pays him off and then he goes in and then the kid beats the shit out of him with the fucking with the family photo. <laughs> right. And, and then, then Rita pops in to right. save him. Rita pops in. She saves him. She's like the henchman's like woman. Mm-hmm. And you find out that she's a cop. Mm-hmm. That's because where you get that mixed up. Savage killed her husband right. in the beginning. And she's trying to kill Savage. Yeah. Who Savage isn't necessarily revenge. a bad guy. He's just a hitman. Yeah. Who's best friends with Jack. Who's Jack's son is in the basement and getting set up by Jack and the boss man. So it's a really twisted story. It's complicated, but it's not that complicated. I don't know. <laughs> she goes back in like uh, like the fucked up part is the child rapist like tries to do that. She protects him from him and the boss lady assassin grabs him and she takes him into another room. She's like, did you just try to fuck that kid or something like that? She shoots his dick. Yeah, so she shoots him in the dick and it's like this really fucking bloody scene. Apparently, the parents like had the kid in the movie and they didn't add that scene in until afterwards. Oh, well, of course. That's why they drug him into the different room, too. Right. But they didn't explain that to the (gasps) family. To the parents. Oh, And they were like, oh, we really want to see it. We want to see him in the movie. Oh. And they had been through so many kids, like, trying to figure out, because there was a girl originally, but they couldn't get her to stay because of the content in the movie. Yeah. So they had this kid and he was like, well, okay, I guess, you know. And then they saw it and they were like horrified (laughs) by the child rapist part. Right. So I don't know. It's dumb. But she's like, as long as you're here, little boy, I'll protect you with my nine. And she pulls out her gun and hands it to him. (laughs) I'm like, Jesus. Uh, but then they go to like a strip club or whatever where Big Bertha. Go, go bar. Go, go Go, go bar, bar, whatever. And there's a new girl that's trying to work there, and she's introduced to the boss who has, like, really bad teeth. That's the thing. Yeah. The, but, yeah where he goes fight. outside and gets kicked in the teeth, and it goes back to normal, and then it goes back to Brad. And then they, no, and then they actually knock his teeth all the way out. Right. But when she Funny. goes in to meet him before he goes out and gets his teeth corrected and uncorrected, he, he uh, uh, the other guy's like, don't look at his teeth. Mm-hmm. You know, which I feel like is from 
uh, what is it called? Up in Smoke? I have no idea. And now he's like, hey, my brother's name's Strawberry. It's like, don't look at him, man. Like, don't look at his face, man. He's don't look at his mole, bro. And he's got a big strawberry mole. Like, oh. that's why they call him Strawberry or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he looks at it and he's like, are you looking at my sh- fucking mole, man? He's like, oh, no, no, man, no. <laughs> so I think that's what they were doing in that scene. I, mm-hmm. they, he didn't say that, but that's just kind of what I was thinking. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> so uh, she looks at his teeth and she's like, oh, my God. And he realizes that she's looking at his teeth and then gets sad and goes outside to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> and the sad piano music starts playing and the fucking bartender's like, his parents tried everything. Some of the finest orthodontal specialists in Europe. Nothing worked. Just another symptom of a life in this supersonic age. <laughs> um, and there's a scene with Bertha slapping some Asian woman's ass or something like that. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. It was really weird because like Savage goes in there and gets cornered by Jack, who reveals that he's double crossed him because they've got over they got control of his son, mm-hmm. and he's. Bertha said a really funny line in that because she was asking where the boys were. Right. What happened to the boys? Yeah, what happened to the boys? And he was like, they came down with something. The flu? Huh. Rigor mortis. More like rigor mortis. (laughs) And then he fights. Yeah, that's right. That's funny. That was funny. That's a stupid line, but yeah, it's cute. And it went by really quick, but it was just like, it was funny. Savage goes in there and then like he tries to find something to get out of the situation. So he throws a jar of pennies at everybody, which everybody's spitting out pennies for some reason. It's really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I think they were supposed to represent like dollar bills, you know. I have no idea. That was just a silly scene. Then he goes up, fights the new girl who you find out is like a wrestler and she's like really fucking strong and she's like doing splits and shit while fighting him. Mm-hmm. Savage punches a lot of women in this movie. Yeah, and he knocked her teeth out. Is that what happened? Yeah. I didn't see that part. I must have been writing or something like that. Mm-hmm. I just remember like shortly after they like get, they did have a like chase scene and they fight Savage. Mm-hmm who like he like just dispatches him like really quick and he throws one of the bad guys masks at jack mm-hmm. and then more guys show up and then savage dispatches them guys and then almost kills jack for betraying him he's like pointing the gun at him mm-hmm. and then that music kicks in where right. there's like the friendship music yeah, <laughs> where funny. he remembers their their like uh adventures the together there's a montage yeah there's like a montage where they're like in vietnam or something yeah. but but they're like not in the right movie right it's weird it's like all in black and white and there's like a bunch of samurais in modern day getting shot up on the street. And it's just Savage and him going, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> and then uh, I was like, what the fuck is going on? So then uh, Savage knocks him out, hits him with the gun, knocks him out because he's going to get out of there. And then he, he starts to walk away and then notices that the car started behind him. And it's fucking Jack and Jack hits him with the car mm-hmm. and literally throws him off like the third or fourth story of a parking garage, Oh, a parking garage in Bethesda, Maryland. And then he just gets up and leaves, Yeah, <laughs> which they throw a doll, but it's, it, it but looked kind of real. It looked kind of legit, right? It's funny, though, when he get then they pan back over and he just gets up and leaves and everyone's just looking at him like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then they end up at a church. That's the funny part, right? So Savage walks in, and there's a scene, and I I forgot to write down where he got this from, but from if some from some movie, 
where he's like talking to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But it's all in like text, like like he's having a mental talk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the he he kneels before Jesus and he's like, like you look at the crucifix and he's like, hi there. And Savage, he goes to Savage. And he's like, I'm not talking to you. I'm still not talking to you. And the crucifix is like, would you like a cookie? And Savage is like, damn you and your cookies. Damn you all to hell. <laughs> or damn them all to hell. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all happening like on the screen, but he's not really saying it. It's just like him talking to God. Mm-hmm. So it's really stupid. It's weird. <laughs> then Lita gets mixed up in the whole household thing. She goes to like save the kid or something like that. And she kills all the bad guys. Mm-hmm. But Bites wh- some guy's tongue out. Right. That's right. Yeah. She bit the tip of his tongue off and then cracking some dude's neck. And then mm-hmm. that, yeah, the henchman tries to rape her and she gives in and bites his tongue off. Right. Just the tip. Gross. But the boss is like, I'm going to drill a hole in fucking Savage's head, which he's literally <laughs> fucking stapled fucking knives through his hands in the chair. In this chair. Yeah. Which is so ridiculous. And then he starts, he's like, you ever heard of rumination or something? like? I forget what they call it. Where you, I, I, yeah, I don't where know. you drill into your head to like relieve some sort of pressure Pain, yeah. and like enlighten your mind or whatever. They kind of do it in like um, uh, pie in the movie Pie, mm-hmm. where he starts drilling holes in his head because he wants to release all the pressure mm-hmm. and become knowledgeable or whatever. I forget what they call it. it. Rumination? I can't remember. But he drills in his head like three times, dude, like deep. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he still survives. Of course he does. Like, what the fuck? And then, uh, what is it? Lita or Rita shows up? Mm-hmm. And they know that Rita's betrayed the people. Right, but he kicks. It's like his moment to like kick the drill out of Bertha's hands and up into her skull and out the top of her head, which is really cool. <laughs> that was cool. And then he frees himself, but he, he he like fights with the knives that are in his hands. <laughs> so he's like literally blocking bullets being shot at him with the fucking <laughs> knives in his hands. Great. <laughs> which I thought, was, yeah, that was really funny. And even Lita fights Savage because she's like, you killed my husband. And he's like, I have no quarrels with you, you know, like mm-hmm. bullshit. And then he fucking like straight up decapitates her with the fucking right. knives on his hands. Ridiculous. It's pretty cool, actually. I thought that was really funny. I really liked how they did that shot, too, because it was kind of like the beginning where it's like, boop, her head goes down, but they don't they show her body fall, you know, but it, they don't show the top part. Mm, it yeah, was a, it was a cool shot. That's what you do when you can't show it. Yeah. Jack goes back to the house for his son while Savage is, uh, has the the boss, the, the guy in the wheelchair, knived to the ground. <laughs> Doesn't he drill a hole through his eyes? He's like, you know what will feel better than your skull? Your eyes. <laughs> he's like, into his eyes and shit, which is great. Um, Jack gets his son out and tells him to run and get his mom. And Did he ha- hand him a gun? He handed him a <laughs> magnum, dude. Like, <laughs> Not many people can even hold that gun, you know, to right, shoot it. Right, right. <laughs> funny. <laughs> like, I'm like, what? You just gave a fucking eight-year-old that fucking gun? <laughs> like, Jesus. And then he keeps the fucking, the the, the nine millimeter, which he should have given it to him. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier. <laughs> but Jack gets uh, stabbed in the stomach by Savage, and Jack's son comes and aims his magnum at Savage. He's just like, I told you to leave. And he's like, 
He's like, yeah, I, I stay because I wanted to save you or something. And the kid fires a bunch and misses Savage. <laughs> like a like, uh, stormtrooper. Yeah, he's like, kid, you got five seconds to live. And then chases the kid. I'm like, this is dark. Yeah, especially when they, yeah, they get the kid involved. Right. And then like the kid runs like in a circle or something and he runs back into him somehow. Mm-hmm. Some stupid, you know, action movie logic. <laughs> and uh, he runs into him and the kid just like throws his gun at him. Mm-hmm. Or something like that, doesn't he? Oh no, he shoots and it was out of bullets. So That's then right. He threw it. Yeah, and then Savage puts a bullet in it and throws it back to the kid. He's like, "Now put it to your hip, and, and I'm going to ask gonna... you to draw your weapon." He's like, and he puts his gun and back behind him. They're going to do Western draw. Yeah, like a fucking like showdown. Yeah. <laughs> but he tells the kid to draw, and the kid's like, "You're stronger though and faster. There's no way I'm going to win." He's like, it's still a chance. He's like, then die, <laughs> you know? And then, so the music kicks in and it's a standoff, but his dad is nearby and throws a knife in the middle of them beginning. And Savage like catches it with his mouth and literally and jerks his head back. back and it sticks in the forehead of the of dad. Jack, yeah. <laughs> and the kid shoots Savage in the head. Which, and his head explodes. Dude, the whole right side of his head comes off. Yeah. Which is really cool. And so now his dad and Savage is dead. Two best friends dead over the wrong hit. And then the, the movie pans out with the kid just crying. Holding and his dad. That's the end. Oh, but to be continued. Yeah, in Lethal Force Part 2, Savage. Strikes back. Strikes back. I don't know how. <laughs> He's his son. Maybe he uh, his what spirit son? gets inside the kid and the kid has to act like his dad. That's weird. Now, <laughs> no wonder this kid's actual real life parents were like upset. Ghost cop. This The end of the movie was kind of... Yeah, fucked up for a kid to see. Yeah. You shoot somebody's head off. Well, and after everything that we saw in the movie that was so, like, crazy, like, you know, I thought that was a pretty good ending, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, the two dads kill you. Like, I I really thought that they were going to do something really dark with the kid at at the end. Right. But, of course, they couldn't kill off the kid. Right. They just can't. They just make him live in sorrow and, like, hatred for the rest of eternity. Yeah, he's all by himself. All by myself. <laughs> but, yeah, dude, that fun, dude, the movie's so great. Like, it's just so fun. I don't know. Like, there's so many jokes in it that we probably miss some. Yeah, I think so. But it's, I can't wait to watch it It's one of those movies again. that you'll miss some jokes, I guarantee you. This would be a great movie to watch with friends. Oh, uh, my God. But you would want to watch it, watch it. You know, it's not one of those, like... Hey, I can kind of halfway pay attention. Mm -hmm. It's like if the more you pay attention, the funnier it will be. So if you got some friends and you want to watch it to have a laugh. Yeah, I would definitely pop this on. There's quite a bit of gore, too. Like, I mean, it's pretty violent, too. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, but even though it's like a funny movie, it's like super violent, which is so (laughs) great. I don't know. Uh, That one impressed me more than that beat at dawn. So totally. I was going to give it a 6.5, the Debbie to Dunn, mm-hmm. but I was like, you know, that seems kind of wrong because, I mean, like, it's still pretty good for what it is. It's just a different movie than this one. You know well, what I yeah. mean? But yeah, but the tendency is that you watch two movies a week and you compare the two. And so you kind of level it sometimes on that, which right. I had. You have to kind of set yourself aside a little bit 
and not do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just go, oh, okay, well, this one I really like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, guys, that's uh, that's it for this week. It's our sixth anniversary. Thank you for taking the ride with us for however long it's been. Tell a friend. Let them know what we do down here and hell and mm-hmm. why we're here why we can't get out tell somebody help us please this is our call for help no, <laughs> this just starts an internet rumor we don't we put the episode up and just disappear for like months at a time and they're like something was really weird about that message like i think he wasn't joking guys and nobody cares so nobody investigates <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for supporting our show every week. We really appreciate you guys. We hope you enjoyed that. We like to take a little bit of a step away from the horror a little bit just to kind of have fun and talk about other things and just, you know, keep us fresh because, you know, it's nice to come back to horror after watching these movies and then doing a horror, you know, thing when we come back a little bit. Plus, these are movies that we really think you will enjoy, like that the horror community, I think, should embrace and enjoy and i think a lot of people already do embrace deadbeat as at dawn uh in the horror community so here's another one that you should check out too that you may or may not know about so mm-hmm. next week we are going to be doing a new show of course with two sequels of a movie that we watched once before mm-hmm. during voidtober last year of last year which by the way we already know our movies that we're going to be watching for voidtober Right. Uh, this year. So we're going to we're, we're starting work on like what we're going to do for that month. We got it all figured out. There's five weeks in the month of October. Well, there's five Mondays. Yeah, there's five Mondays. Yeah. yeah. So we have like five, uh, you know, episodes planned out. Mm-hmm. But um, next week, we're going to be watching Mangler 2 and Mangler 3. The Reborn from the 2005. Reborn. Uh, the Reborn one you can watch on Amazon Prime for free. Okay. What about the f- second one? It's hard to find. Yeah, that one's really going to be very difficult to find, as a matter of fact. You might be able to find like a copy at like a used store or something like that, mm-hmm. or on Amazon or something like that. But yeah, that one's hard to find. I even looked on YouTube, and there is nothing. Nothing. So it's difficult. I don't know why. Sometimes the licenses on these things like go out. There's no reason that Reborn should be out there floating around. And two isn't because Lance Henriksen's in the second one. And I think Scream Factory put out the Mangler 2. I'm not 100% sure, but I I know somebody put out a a DVD or a Blu-ray of it at at one point. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's what the holdup is. Maybe they got the rights and they're not allowing it to be aired anywhere Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. But yeah, unfortunately, you won't be able to see that one uh, right away. But at least we can talk about it. And if you want to come back or if you don't care about spoiling it, these are terrible movies. It's really not ruining anything anyway. Probably one of Lance Henriksen's worst. He plays the Ebenezer Scrooge type guy that we did, which Robert England played in the first one, which is based off the Stephen King story, you know, that he wrote. And it's really an odd story anyway. But we just started this crusade and our buddy Ryan, who listens to the podcast and just sent us part two, which was the missing one that we got. Ah. And I had Reborn that we got from like a fucking swap shop or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, to, to fucking. Right. I picked it up for like a dollar 50 cents or something like that mm-hmm. and was had been planning to do it. So we get to finally complete it. And I hope you guys will join us for it. So whether you like or own it at all, it should be fun either way. But we'll tell you all about it next week. So thank you guys for coming by this week. Thank you for the support. Let us know what you think about these two movies. Have you seen them? We've gotten a lot of responses just from letting you know that 
were watching these movies. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. Like, we're glad you were excited about it because I was a little worried. <laughs> so it looks like a lot of people already know about it, but let us know what you think about these two movies. And if you haven't seen them or you're going to watch them now, let us know. But uh, other than that, thank you guys so much for stopping by. And as always, long live the void.